Episode number two for Off Leash of These Mutts podcast titled Not All Dogs Are Created Equal. Today, sitting here, we got George Ramirez with Iron Bulls 209. What's up, George? What's going on, bro? Man, it's good to see you here. It's good to have you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Now, not all dogs are created equal. True? That is absolutely 100% true. And I figured if anybody knew, it was you. And now, now you've been in the game a minute. Yeah, I think I'm going. Uh, I lost track, bro. I know a little bit more than ten years now. So, uh, yeah, I've been there, done it. Uh, even before that, you know, I was around the the bully community, and uh, you know, just walking around with pit bulls, just like everybody else. Man, we just. Grew up in the neighborhood in the ghetto. Just uh, everybody had a pit bull. We all get together and just start walking around. Just so can take a little cruise. And, uh, yeah, we've just been around dogs uh, pretty much uh, since I was a little kid. So so how did you end up in the Frenchie game? Ah, man. Well, I got to say it was a big, uh, not a mistake, but uh, some bad experience with uh, English Bulldogs. I... Uh, I got my first English bulldog after, uh, remember that TV show, Robin Big? Yeah. And they had that little white bulldog and all that stuff. I was yeah. like, man, I, I want me one of those. And I've always wanted one of those. So I was like, ah, okay. So I started looking into uh, uh, English bulldogs. I ended up finding a coworker who had a, a litter. And, uh, you know, I ended up grabbing one of those little dogs. And I didn't really know too much about it. It was CKC registered. Um Obviously, I didn't know why they were CKC registered. I was like, you know, maybe CKC has got a registration. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. And a bit as time went by, I was like, okay, so AKC is the well-recognized uh, registry from the 1800s. What is CKC? CKC stands for uh, Continental Kennel Club. Okay. It's uh, pretty easy to register a dog. You could just take three, four pictures, send it off. If it fits... Uh, their standard or whatever it doesn't even have to be high quality they'll just give you a registration and you're good just like that just like that dang so yeah. if you if you don't know any better yeah the ckc <laughs> and there's a bunch of other registries even new breeders you know they're starting to branch off and they're branding themselves and they're using their own made registry but at the end of the day you know it's gonna hurt some feelings mm -hmm. but akc from the 1800s. AKC is the way to do it. In the 1800s. 
And, uh, you know, even though they frowned upon color and the extreme style, the exotic style, AKC is the way to go. AKC. Yep. See, I, I would not have known that. Yep. So. so so if somebody would approach me on the street and been like, hey, bro, I got this dog. It's CKC or whatnot. I would have been like, oh, really? And they, so, so there was some paperwork involved with that. Yes, sir. So that's kind of easy to be fooled. Yep. Yep. So. Dang. And then the uh, the bully breeders, I think it was uh, UKC at that time, you know, mm-hmm. they started their own registry. And uh, um, I read a little history. I ended up buying a book at uh, PetSmart, English, yeah. English Bulldogs. So I started going through the history, how the English Bulldogs started, you know, how uh, they used them for bull baiting, uh, fighting. And I was like, dang, wait a minute. I was like, this very similar to the American pit bulls and, you know, mm-hmm. staffies, all those dogs that kind of supposedly look alike, according to non-breeders out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, it has the same history, and the history always tends to repeat itself. So I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, let me go into the bulldogs. Yeah. So that's how I went, got into the bulldogs. Uh, man. I don't even know where to start, dude. It was it ended up real, real rough, real bad. My first litter had to do two feeding, uh, constipated puppies. Uh, man, it was hilarious. Uh, there was a breeder in SoCal that was helping me out, and she goes, "Yeah, you have to give them a uh, castor oil." I never heard of it, uh-huh. you know. So I'm like, castor oil. I was I was thinking Castro, Castro oil. Like motor oil. Motor oil. I was like, what the? <laughs> so I'm going to Walmart, and I'm like, ah, it don't seem right. Yeah. I was it, like, it doesn't make no sense. Did you get so the I, high mileage? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I was walking to Walmart, and uh, and I call her again. She was a, a real helpful lady in uh, SoCal. She's no longer breeding, and... Uh, she tells me, yeah, it's a uh, castor oil. I was like, can you spell that for me? She started spelling that for me. I was like, oh, I thought it was castor oil. Yeah, yeah. She starts cracking up. She goes, you're actually going to go to Walmart again? I was like, yeah. I was taking your advice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give you the bill afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, geez. So, yeah, bro, it was, it was a tough one. The the female, she uh, she wasn't producing no milk. And uh oh man, it was it was tough, bro. It was our first litter, two feeding and uh waking up every two hours, bro. I was like, dude, this is tough. How'd you get her? Like how'd uh, you pick her out? Like what Well what there was, was this? there was this this nice dog, a stud here in Atwater, California. Uh his name was Bogey. Uh-huh. And uh he came from some awesome lines. He had uh from I think the the I, the owner was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And he went on a missions or somewhere in Budapest. So he ended up getting this dog from Budapest. Really? And he was just a bad-looking dog, bro. And I went through the website. I did all my homework. I researched the dog. I was like, okay, man, that's that's cool. That's a cool dog. Yeah. Went, and uh, I went and purchased a dog, CKC, Yeah. again, because I still hadn't done my homework right, and just because it was off of that dog. But that dog was AKC. So I ended up getting the dog CKC registered because the mom was not registered with AKC. And uh, yeah, I started off. That was my first English Bulldog litter. I bred to another dog. Didn't even have no papers. 
Uh, but he was also registered AKC, but the the owners never got the paperwork. And, uh, you know, that's how uh, I started, you know, learning and uh, and catching that that bulldog that I used, the English bulldog. Man, the owner said, dude, he goes, the majority of my breedings are to uh, American pit bulls and the American bully. So I'm not here bashing on the on the uh, American bully breed is still, you know, respectable. You know, it, it, it merged into into uh, what it is now with the exotic stuff, and it's pretty cool looking, man. Yeah. And the uh, well, point of the story, yeah, bro, I ended up getting her and uh, CKC, and, uh, and uh, it was a tough litter, bro. It was a tough litter. So then I sold it, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to go get me a stud, AKC registered. I found this dog in socal again imported from russia and uh he was a black try he you know some of the ogs probably know uh he goes by the name of bentley yeah russian import bad looking dog bro bad wrinkle boned up short beautiful dog then i started hearing rumors that that dog had mange sarcoptic mange uh-huh. or uh, i think we call it demo mange also two types and they started saying that it was hereditary passed on genetically so i was like yeah is that true though well the whole litter not the whole litter but the dog that i got off of him ended up getting sarcoptic mange no it was tough too bro and that so here i am finally get my akc dog and i'm like yes one of the very few guys here in the, the 209 with the english uh black try yeah and uh dude is just uh i always wanted to take him to the vet and just put him down bro just seeing suffering i tried everything i could i took him to the vet they gave me pills and ointments and shampoos and dips and uh i ended up getting a hold of this stuff that they sell at track supply it's called uh it's not iver it's, it's made by the same makers of ivermac uh-huh but uh, I forgot what it was called. It was a it was a gray box with purple um, with the purple uh, logo, mm-hmm. and it smelled just like diesel, bro. Point of the story: I tried a lot of stuff, and I tried that stuff. I rubbed it on him, so it's not injectable. I rubbed it on the outside of him, and uh, boom! Right by the next day, really started healing, bro. I was like, oh snaps! So gotta, here I am, huh? We gotta find out what that is. Yeah, no, they still got it. They still got. They that. still got it, and. Uh, you know, there's also the Ivermac. Ivermac, you could give him the shot, and it's like a dewormer oral suspension. Ex- uh, also, uh, put it on their skin and give it injectable. But I think it throws off their their. Uh, they can become sterile. What'd you pay for that much? dog? I paid. Uh, how much did I pay? I believe I paid like forty five or five. Forty five. Yeah, which is not a bad price. And did he end up producing? Uh, no, I ended up selling him. I just didn't want to deal with that with, with that bad with experience. And that's when I was like, okay, well, I heard the warning, you know, yeah. that it was going to be hereditary and something with the immune system, immune deficiency. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. I well, sold him. Let me ask you this. I, I've heard of some breeders actually selling a warranty or a guarantee with their dogs. Now, is it is it kind of like a car where you got to pay extra? No, uh, man. If you if you ever get that warranty, 
gotta look in the fine print. Okay. Because there's a lot of health issues that are common in the English Bulldogs. And that was one of them in the contract. It said possibilities of getting skin uh, issues. So uh, that fell onto the skin issue problem. And it, it said it was common on the contract. So I don't want to bash on the on the the lady that helped me out because at the same time she did help me out, you know. Yeah. Um, I just took it as a as a bad experience, and uh, well, got rid of them. And I still around, you know, other bulldog breeders and all that stuff. And uh, uh, I ran into uh, this guy in one of the towns here. And he tells me, hey, bro, um, there's this guy over here who has a, a franchise that he just bought. And uh, he's got two females. One of them's a little tore up. And the other one, she's good. And he's going to breed her. But he doesn't have the money to pay for the stud. How, how about we give you the, the female? You could keep her, breed her, pay the stud, give my buddy a pup back, mm-hmm. and you can keep her. Boom. I'm like, oh, okay, dude. I was like, okay, all right. It Let's sound, go check her out. Yeah, that sounds pretty legit. I go check her out, bro, and uh, she ended up being one of those uh, Lige, uh bloodline dogs. There was a breeder. So let's go back to a little history. Name was, I think it was Eric Lowe or something like that here in Fresno. Yeah. He wanted to breed standards. So his main stud was Lige Diamond. Really, uh. Sorry about that. I had to burp a little bit. It's all good. And uh, he was a Lige dog because that was his kennel name. But the the blood, it was obviously a mixture of American and uh, Hungarian shark. You know, shark bloodline from Hungary. Okay. And uh, I ended up uh, uh, getting a dog off of uh, that line. And uh, uh, and it's a trip how I got it because all it pretty much just almost fell in my hands. So here I go. I'm like, all right, let's give it another shot. Let's try these Frenchies. It never caught my attention, the Frenchies, because the majority of them, with all your respect out there, a lot of breeders out there, they look like Boston Terriers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my type. You know, I'm coming from English Bulldogs, just thick bone, roped up, yeah. wrinkles, stocky, super chill, super mellow. Now I'm like, okay, well, let's go take a look at this Frenchie. See what, see what it's all about. Yeah. And uh, they took me to this uh, dude's house here in uh, in Winton, California, uh, also part of Atwater here in the 209. And uh, he's also a big breeder, Jesse, real cool cat, knows his stuff. He's uh goes his wild magic French bulldogs. Been breeding for a minute. It's an OG right there. And he's the one that actually helped this cat that gave me the dog. He helped him go pick that dog. So he's the one that that pretty much knew what he was getting, told uh, that friend of his that I didn't even know about. So I don't know if it sounds a little confusing, but my friend, one of my buddies, right, took me to get that dog from his friend, another third person that I didn't really know, Mexican dude, didn't know what he had. And I go pick up this dog, man, and uh, I roll in, it was dark. I, I get off and I see I see the dog come out and I seen her I was like dang I was like she's pretty thick for a Frenchie yeah and uh, I grab her I put her in the car and I'm excited bro 
But here's the thing. She had skin allergies. I don't know what the guy was feeding her. I don't know the way he was treating her. I don't know. I don't was, really know. Too was much she being that. kept outside or inside at the time? Uh, I believe it was uh, outside and inside. So okay. I think he would bring a him little, in. A little bit of both then. But I think he was just feeding him whatever, dude. I don't know what the heck he was feeding her. And uh, I brought her home and my wife's like, well, well what is that? <laughs> I'm like, man, this Frenchie's bad. She's like, what is She's that? Like, what, do, <laughs> what do you look? She looks at her and there's like hair missing. She didn't have sarcoptic mange or demo. It was allergies. And I already dealt with the mange. So, you know, I knew that it was in mange. So I was like, nah, it's got to be allergies. Yeah. So there she is, bro, in my garage, looking funky, missing hair. <laughs> yeah, bro. And she's all like just looking at us. And I'm like looking at her. I get down to her level, to her eye level. And I'm looking at her and I see it. And I'm like, she's bad. Oh, uh, you, you saw <laughs> you saw through it all. I saw through it all, bro. Sure enough, fast forward, I end up getting some uh, good food, good quality food that cleared out her allergies. So food is a major role in these dogs' yes, health and food. their skin and their yeah. allergies. Yeah, so all the buyers out there and breeders, you know, just make sure you do your homework. Um, you know, like I said, Lige, definitely appreciate the guy. He, uh, he definitely left... Uh, uh, these dogs that we started with, you know, but uh, I I corrected that. Yeah, I corrected that. You know, uh, the breedings that I did, the first breedings that I did, it was to correct the skin allergy. So, you know, uh, yeah, bro. So that's how I started with the Frenchies. It was tough. It was rough, and man, it was a lot of failures, bro. Before the Frenchies and. And here I am with this with this Franchi, and I didn't really know too too much about it until I look at the pedigree, and I, and I had heard the name Lige Diamond, you know, and uh, I'm like, oh snaps! I was like, I heard of this dog, so I started like doing my little homework. I go and I go to the uh, the pedigree database, and I'm doing my homework, and I was like, what do you mean this pedigree? Okay, database yeah. for, for all those people because uh, okay. that's critical. Yeah, it's called the. Uh, ingress i-n-g-r-u-s dot org or net and uh you could go on there you could search all kinds of pedigrees but it's uh it's available it's free okay. uh, on the internet and you can uh, research a little bit of pedigrees you'll you'll see uh where they're coming from who the owners are uh birthplace if it's america china hungary you know so yeah bro i ended up uh digging doing my homework and i was like oh snaps and uh and a lot and I started posting on social media and uh and people started hitting me up because that blood was sought after. Yeah. Now this is the part of the the, the also the the history of the Lige stuff. And I'll go back, I'll I'll backtrack again. The dude was a standard breeder. He did not want them bow legged, too thick, freaky looking, and that's what he was famous for. So it's it's a it's a funny story that it's not what he wanted to produce, but it's what he actually produced out of those lines, bro. <laughs> so, uh, bro, I just I just remember I heard, I started doing a little research and the the guy who got it and I believe they paid eight hundred dollars, bro. What? Uh huh. If only that was again. I know. I wish, dude. If I could go back to the future, get in a time machine right now. Yes. Go back in time and I might even get by. two. I'll buy the whole, the whole, the whole yard. But here's the thing. 
he's a the famous Lige breeder. But all his breedings with Diamond, they did not all come out the same. Why is that? Well, okay, so my female came from uh, half American, half Hungarian, which is his foundation, Hungarian. And when he bred those two, uh, man, they came out super awesome temperament, um, really thick, thick dogs. And from there, he produced uh, my female, Geja. Or she's registered as uh, Murillo's Bella. There's the name. Yeah. There she is. Murillo's Bella. Yep. I remember. I okay. The 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 Geisha. Geisha. She's she's your hitter. That was a hitter. That that was a that was what we call the street name Geisha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, but on paper it was uh, Murillo's Bella. That was the. the I can't guy. even pronounce that. Bella. Means I ain't gonna try. Bella. <laughs> Bella. Know? There we go. And, and uh, Murillo's was the the homeboy's last name, the one that gave it. But she was. Produced by uh, the Lige Kennels in Fresno or that area. So out of there, you see, uh, you hear Chum Lee. I've seen that dog in person also. The headpiece was beautiful, almost identical to my female. Uh, there was also B-Boy. And the one that caught my attention, Bongo. 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 A lot of the bully breeders, once they seen that type of Frenchie, they all started coming down to the, to the Frenchie, uh, you know. So that was like the perfect mix now. So all the English had basically the same structure, the same stuff, but compact into this little Frenchie now. So all the little, the characteristics that they loved about this English bulldog, they were now able to get into this Frenchie dog. Yeah, kind of similar. They weren't as stubby as the English bulldogs or yeah. the heavy wrinkles. But um, they had that, like, they, you know, when I came in, they called it Extreme. You know, shout out to the buddy over there in Fresno, uh, Extreme Bully. Uh, what's his name? Um, Extreme Frenchies. Mm-hmm. Chris. He's the one that went also and purchased that Lige dog, Bongo. And uh, that one was causing a lot of, lot of attention. And the Bully Breeders, that's what started, you know, uh, getting all these Bully Breeders start coming to the Frenchie stuff. And uh, it was the Extreme stuff. It's just it was just a lot wider, thicker bone. Uh, they didn't fit the the AKC standard with the you know the typical uh, way that they want Frenchies. But he was like they call it overdone mm-hmm. and extreme. You know that's the way they described it in those times. And uh, and uh, yeah, bro, that's how uh, that's how I got into it. And I was like, okay, I like it, I like it, and let's go. So. So how many different styles are there? Ah, <sighs> man. Because I be scrolling on Instagram and whatnot, and you look at these yeah. Frenchies, and there's, I mean, from A to Z, I mean, you look at them from short to tall, long, skinny, short yeah. back, long back. I mean, you got styles galore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not to mention all these different colors now. You got long-haired ones, short-haired ones. I yeah. mean, different, yeah, it what's is. What's going on? It's just, it's like, like I said, history repeats itself. It's just, uh, it goes from one phase to a different phase and a different phase. So people will follow that. And there's some of us that will stay solid Mm. into our vision. And that's what I was going to get into that. Everybody's vision out there is totally different than the other guys. You know, 
I've had close friends and I, I've worked with them and all this and we talk dogs, but I caught up to it that their vision is totally different than mine, you know, and I respect that and I respect that, you know. So when I started, you know, it was the standard, the AKC standard, the ones that they take them to AKC shows wearing all suited and booted and, you know, they stand them in a, in a nice little fancy table and just that was AKC you know the standard then I got into the extreme stuff which is like a little bit more overdone a little bit of wider chest you know like just freak looking yeah little monsters and and then uh now right now it's uh you know a lot of people are, are jocking a lot of the um the Grinchy stuff mm. and the Grinchy stuff also it has that that crazy headpiece. It's just it's it's something awesome to look at. Is that where the term bobblehead comes from? Uh no, nah, I think bobblehead is more like a like a big big head, small body type of. I think that's what a that's what I would say a, a bobblehead is. But you know, it's just I think it's just bobblehead. It'll be like a uh, a sales pitch, you know. Nice. But, just like in the American bullies, they have the exotics. So the Frenchies, anything exotic will be like uh, something small, you know, uh, or sometimes big. It's just something out of the ordinary, you know. And the Grinch stuff is obviously out of the ordinary. Uh, the stuff that I started, it's a little bit out of the ordinary too because uh, just the thick, thick paws. And, and I love that, man. I love just thick dogs. And, um, but like I said, everybody has their own taste and everybody has their own uh, vision. I want to talk a little bit about these colors because nowadays it seems like colors is what's bringing in a, a whole lot of money and whatnot. But at the same time, I'd be seeing these w w murals, right? Yep, yep. Cross-eyed, bow-legged, looking yeah. like they're like they shouldn't even be existing. For real, I mean the the dog looks disgusting, like a little handicap. Yeah, like where where's the placard? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they'd be charging ten, fifteen grand just because of this color, and people are jumping on it, and they're rebreeding this, and they're selling it to people, and people are just falling for the whole color gig. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this this uh, Frenchy stuff has got a lot of phases, and uh, I think the new phase right now it's. Uh, Oh no, it's a multiple phases right now that it's they're all over the place. It's just uh, color, you know. I I give I gave it a little try, but man, it's just me personally. It's like I want to come when I come home from work, and I see something that I like. It just feels good, and that I produced, it feels good. But when you see something that is just it has a nice color, but it's just temperament they're all over the place uh, trying to get out of the kennel and run all over the place bite everything it's just hyper dogs i can't i can't stand i'm like oh geez like dang you know like they sell those little melatonin uh gummies for the kids to put them to sleep i'm like man feed this <laughs> feed this dog some melatonin <laughs> yeah so so right now what does iron bulls 209 have in their yard like what is the temperament you know what? I, I just like him nice and chill and calm. Like if you want to play with them, I want him to be active mm -hmm. and be able to run around, you know, without tripping or, or I want him mobile. 
I yeah. want a mobile, clear breathers, because it's it's super hot here in the valley. It gets up to like 110, 109 yeah. every summer. So, uh, yeah, I, I want them nice, nice and mellow, chill, awesome temperament, super friendly, um, and just great, great dogs, man. It's just that's all I'm looking for. That's all I want to uh, breed, and also uh, obviously the the looks, you know. But uh, a lot of a lot of breeders out there, man, they don't really talk about temperaments. You know, it's, uh, for example, you're not going to, you know, now that we're, you know, in our thirties and forties and fifties, now we know we shouldn't just go marry a girl just because of her looks. Right. She might turn out to be a little psycho, bipolar, a drunk or all, all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. So then now you, now, now what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. And you already got her pregnant and man, one thing after another. (laughs) And you got a good job, and yep. you can't leave her. Yep. So the good thing is that, that at least the dog you could get you could get rid of it. Be like, yeah, All right, man, here, yeah. I'm gonna sell it to a pet home, cut his little uh, nuts off, uh, just neuter that bad boy because uh, he shouldn't be reproducing. So what's your take on these micros when it comes to health? Micros, uh, they're all over the place. Also, bro. I mean, I've seen some nice, healthy ones. Other ones, uh, looks like their eyes are about to pop out of their their skull. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's another phase. And uh, I produced some dogs that were also under 15 and owned dogs that were under 15 pounds. And tell you what, though, man, we're going to go out with the family and all that stuff. You just grab that bad boy, grab and go, get that's in the it. car, and that's it. When it's uh, 20-something or 30 pounds, you know, Frenchies, it's rare they're 30 pounds, but 30 pounds is big. And 20 pounds, you know, is just sometimes the, the family has to grab that 20 something pound dog and yeah. you, your little boy is just uh, struggling. But those little micros are just, they're easy to um, move around. And that's actually in the history of the French Bulldogs. That's, that's pretty much what uh, got them uh, going because they were little lap dogs, you know. England rejected them. Oh, they didn't reject them, but they pretty much were produced in England. And during the, uh, I forgot what time, when they were doing fact, building factories, remember? There's a lot was it of, like in the 40s or something? I think so. I forgot that that time, what yeah. they called it. And uh, during that time, uh, the French were uh, doing a lot of factory work, and a lot of the employees lived in apartments and all that stuff. So they started adopting these little Frenchies, man, because they were just small little lap dogs, easy to take care of, and, you know, hmm. super friendly. But, uh, yeah, they, they came from uh, England, too. So let's get into the breeding here. Now, you can't just put both these dogs in a room, shut the door, and then <laughs> wham, bam, they come out and yeah, they're pregnant. Oh, like, yeah. Now, these, uh, they need a little assistance, man. And uh, everybody out there has got their, uh, their story of the first time they saw an artificial insemination or a collection. So we're referring to the old hand crank on the old red yes, red sir. rocket right there oh, with well, uh, my spanish speakers call it manola <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man i uh my the first time i saw it it was in uh in uh american bully yeah and um it was actually the guy that was uh, that was gonna sell me my first english bulldog he was doing a bully breeding and and he uh i get to his house and he goes yeah over here man i'm in the garage come in I walk in, I'm like, what the heck? 
<laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on here, dude? Yeah. Little dog was just right there, man, just having a good old time. And his little rocket was almost hitting the floor. I started getting a little jealous. <laughs> I was like, damn, this guy, this little guy's packing. Dude, the, the first time I seen it happen, I was like, is, is that even legal? <laughs> Can you get away with that? Like, if someone drove by, it, is, is, that, that's got to be like at least a year behind bars. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but no, it's legit. Uh, and it. And there's actually a service fee for all that. Oh, yeah, dude. Right now. That's quick prices, money. Prices are getting ridiculous, bro. The, you hear 10000 8000 you know, 20000 Uh guy in SoCal, I think he had his uh, 30000 Yeah. And I was like, dang. But, hey, man, you know, you got to take care of the market also. You know, got to raise yeah. the prices. You want quality, you got to pay for it. I am a big believer in supply and demand and if somebody wants something bad enough and they're willing to pay it hey then by all means it's whatever makes that person happy i remember i remember a while back uh somebody had asked had asked us like hey would you pay this much for that vehicle and i said actually i'd pay more they said why it's only worth this much i said because to me it's not it's worth more if if it was only one vehicle and you're going to pay 60 grand for it. Why wouldn't I offer 65 if that's what I really want? Yeah. And the same thing I see happening with these dogs is people will be like, nope, that's the one. I found it. I'll pay, I'll pay whatever. And speaking of that, what, what's one of the craziest prices that you've ever heard of for, for a dog being sold? Uh, the craziest price like that i actually seen the transaction i think it was uh seen it with my own eyes was a hundred thousand for a dog um, for a dog uh one transaction bro that um it didn't go through because the the owner of the dog didn't want to sell was uh about five hundred and fifty four thousand for a lilac frenchie yeah yeah bro so the story behind this hold on hold on on. (laughs) say that price again how much about five hundred and fifty-four thousand. Five hundred fifty-four thousand dollars. Yes, sir. And I for got the something that you got to walk behind and pick I, up after. I still have the message right here, bro. That way, a lot of breeders out there and be like, "Man, this guy's selling wolf tickets." Nah, man. I got the, I got the proof. Wow. And they probably would have offered more, but like I said, this the the guy who owned the dog. I don't want to drop names out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He he turned it down, and Dude. I was like, "Man, what the heck is he thinking?" And they offered that he could collect that dog, grease the semen, and boom, and they then still ship the it. dog, and they would still buy it. Wow! And I was like, "What is this guy thinking, man?" You know, he's from the Bay Area, so maybe half a million doesn't really get you nothing over there, man. So uh, here in the Valley, a half a million, man, you buy a bunch of properties. Well. Uh, let me ask you this, bro. Uh, I've noticed it's, it's it's a big trend right now. I mean, everybody and everything. Like It's like, okay, I'm going to get the iPhone 12 Pro Max, yep. a fade, and a Frenchie. Like, that's the, that <laughs> right? That's your, that, that's your outfit yeah. nowadays. Yeah. What, what is the cost of these dogs? Like, for for example, you got you got pet prices, you got breeder prices, you got for somebody who doesn't know nothing about the dogs other than I want one and it's cute. 
what do you have to say to them? Quality's not cheap. Quality's not cheap. Quality's not cheap. And if you want to pay for uh, something that you want to breed, you know, uh, it's in your hands to do your homework. Okay. You know, everything on Instagram is, uh, is not what you really see. And a lot of us have to learn that the hard way. And uh, I was I was one of them too, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a lot of there's Photoshop going out there, you know. Dogs look like super thick, super uh, just boned up and stocky, and then you hit up these uh, shows, and you see the dog in person, and you're like, sometimes you know you have they, you even ask the owner like, is this the same dog that is? Yeah, yeah, this is him. This is him. And we just walk away like, what? Is he sick? What's going on? <laughs> I know. I don't know, bro. But sometimes the excuse will be like, oh, no, I just ran him like 20 times. That's why he lost uh, about 20 pounds. <laughs> really? That's crazy. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. that There are dogs, obviously, when the females are in heat, they do uh, lose some weight. Yeah. But, uh, nah, these these dogs look like uh, some funky little ones, man. So, So what kind of tips would you give? somebody who's who's looking to buy a dog like exactly what kind of homework should they be doing make sure you get a picture of the mom and dad no matter how cute the dog looks no matter how uh thick he looks like as a puppy they might not always turn out always be thick from uh puppy stage to adult stage uh so look at the mom look at the dad look at the grandparents and if you want to go deeper, look into the great grandparents. So there's actually like a Carfax, like how there is for cars. So you can yes, get the pedigree sir. or what the family tree for them. Yep. Yep. Nice. So, uh, yeah, look at the parents and uh, look at the the whole tree, the family tree, the pedigree, you know. And uh, <clears throat> also, if it's better to check on in person, check in person, man, and uh also, if, if you're too you're out of state, you know, do a FaceTime, you know, tell them, send you some video. Uh, I know for us breeders, I know that, uh, you know, that we get a lot of window shoppers, but we just never know. You know, yeah. it's part of the business. It, it, it sometimes it does suck because they ask like 20 questions like, can you take a pic- picture of the dog sitting down, standing up, walking, <laughs> barking, eating? And you're like, with this leg lifted, taking a leak. Just I'm like, dude, <laughs> what is I've even had dogs uh, or dogs, uh, people, buyers are like, does a dog bark? I'm like, yeah, dude, dog barks. It's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) But it's part of the, it's part of the breeding uh, experience, man. Uh, So you gotta, you gotta tend to the customers, even though, um, you know, you just never know. You just never know this. They might be window shoppers. They might not. At the end of the day, they just want to see something that they like. Yeah, they want to look at the pedigree. The one they definitely got to ask a thousand questions, and yeah, it's part of the business, you know. What What does Iron Bulls two hundred nine offer a buyer? So, for for example, if I come to you and I want to buy a dog, what what separates you from the next guy? Uh, well, I've been I've been uh, breeding pretty much since uh, with the same lines, mm-hmm. so I've already know what out of the litter what is actually going to be a good looking dog and what is not and uh i have other breeders there that can vouch for me that i've gone with to their yard with the stuff that came from my lines Mm -hmm. and i've been able to pick 
the pick of the litters and they turned out to be pick of the litters. So, you know, when you when I first started, you would hear like, oh, there's no such thing as pick of the litter. It's true, but it only applies to the newbies. Okay. Now, when you be dealing with the same line and been working that blood, you get to know it. Yeah. You'll you'll know. Yeah. For example, let me give you an example. The XB stuff. You know, I I've, I haven't really bred to it, with it, played with it. But if I pay attention, those dogs, they don't hit that, that uh, they call it a pop. They, they get that girthiness at, or they, they get the muscles out of nowhere, like after a year. And those are dogs that develop later. So those lines might look mediocre at the beginning, but boom, those, those genetics pop in. And there's some that look awesome from birth. And their lines look beautiful. And I'm speaking mostly the color lines. They look awesome as puppies. But as they mature later on, man, they look like, a lot of them look like Boston's. Just thin, thin, lanky legs, funky muzzles. Yapping everywhere. Yapping everywhere. And you even look at the top, their top line. If you're looking at them from the top, they look just straight. They don't have that barrel-shaped. No uh, curves. Torso, no curves. No you know, they're just no taper. They don't even have a taper on them because it's just straight. Okay. And that's okay. it. So how would somebody get a hold of you? Uh, you know, you guys can uh, look for me on uh, Iron Bulls 209 on Instagram. I'm down as Iron Bulls 209. Uh, you can reach out there. If you're looking for more breeders, go into my, uh, the, the uh, on my list of uh, the, what I'm following. And uh, obviously, what I'm following, it's also good, good, great breeders, you know, different styles and all that stuff. So you could uh, yeah. search uh, other breeders there. Um, and uh, if you have, you guys got any questions, man, uh, shoot me a DM. Uh, I do work a lot, so I don't, I don't do this dog breeding thing as uh, full time. I just do it part time. Thanks to my wife and my kids, man, they help me out. Without them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to produce, you know. So uh, yeah, shoot me a DM. And I'll get back to you whenever I get back to you, man, because I'm always busy and yeah. I'm always up. And yeah. so, um, you know, hopefully they can folks can understand that, you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's pretty much a little bit of uh, where I came from, what 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 how I started, you know. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, all uh, all dogs are not created equal, man. So make sure you guys are out there. Uh, do your homework. You know, don't expect it somebody to do it for you. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, be ready to pay to play. Folks, I just want to close with this right here. I've known this man now for several, several years. And I can honestly say there's I have yet to hear anything bad about you, George. You're a good Shit. dude. You're a good family man. You're a father, a husband, a leader. You're awesome in the community. And you take your dog serious. You take him real serious. And you're, you don't just follow a trend. You're not just jumping on any bad bandwagon as it comes by. You you hold true to what is true. That's always gonna that's always gonna perform. Yep. And I love yep. that about you, bro. You you keep doing what you're doing. Like we said, folks, you can reach him at Iron Bulls two oh nine on Instagram. We'll have a link up on these mutts on Instagram and also on our Facebook page as well. And if you have any other questions, you can DM us, you can DM George, and uh, we hope you enjoyed today's show. And once again, make sure, make sure 
you do your homework because not all dogs are created equal. This is your host, Rana Johal, saying thank you, and we'll see you next time.